Happy Tuesday, Wildcat fans, and we are going to talk a lot about Pac-12 coaches and where Jed Fish ranks, and we might have a little bit of a surprise for you on this show. Let's get started here on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Keep it a locked on Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, then. Um, again, thanks for making this your first listen of the day. All right, we got a lot to get to this show. First and foremost, Pac 12 Media Day. Obviously, we've been making fun of the Pac 12 a ton, as we should, but there's some other things involved as well that uh, we're going to talk about here. And that first thing is Pac 12 coaches. Now, when you look to Pac 12 Media Day, you probably thought to yourself, how in the world did the Pac-12 get so many good football coaches? And you would be that would be a great question because there's not a drag in the bunch. They're all good across the board, and we're going to talk about every single one of them. Yes, I know there's no more Pac-12 South and Pac-12 North, but I don't care for my purposes. I am going to talk about the Pac-12 South and the Pac-12 North. All right. Now, why don't we start in the North and then make our way South so we can end with our guy, Jed Fish. All right. First and foremost, Dan Lanning. Dan Lanning is the Oregon coach. Now, um, Mario Cristobal, I think at Oregon, besides having a really cool name, I think Mario Cristobal was essentially uh, kind of fool's gold in that Mario Cristobal could recruit really well, but Mario Cristobal could not coach. That's an issue. It is awesome to get players, but you know what? If you can't coach them, that is always going to be a problem, and that is something that Mario Cristobal certainly uh, showed time and time again at Oregon, and I believe he will show that time and time again at the University of Miami. Mario Cristobal, to me, was no good because, again, you could get he could get some good players, but at the end of the day, does it really matter if you don't have any good talent? Or uh, no, if you don't have any good coaching. Mario Cristobal, no thanks, pass. Dan Lanning, yes. Um, a lot of times when you get these hot shot defensive coordinators from like Georgia or the big time schools, you're uh, wondering, is this going to be a Mike Stoops situation here where you're moving out with your brother, but you're going to be moving back in within about five years? That uh, is, does not appear to be the case with Dan Lanning. Dan Lanning has shown that at Oregon, he can recruit at a very, very high level. He has already shown that time and time again, but he can also coach. When you watched Oregon last year, it felt a lot different than the previous years under Mario Cristobal. Again, I like saying the name Mario Cristobal, so I'm going to keep saying that. But Dan Lanning, though, is obviously a very good hire. It'll be interesting to see how long he stays at Oregon. He seems to be able to get the players that he needs. I am a big fan of Mar or, uh, Dan Lanning. He is an A hire for me. Then after that, Kalen DeBoer. All right. Now, a lot of people don't know who Kalen DeBoer is, but he's good. And if you don't know who he is, you checked into the right place. So, Kalen DeBoer. Um, took over, obviously, after the long Chris Peterson tenure. And DeBoer came in almost immediately, and obviously there were some guys in there too, but uh, 
Uh, Kalen DeBoer came in and immediately he turned Washington into a top flight offense, uh, obviously out of Fresno State. And you look at it, you've got Michael Penix at the quarterback position um, at Indiana. I thought he was solid. I didn't think he was anything great. He turned out to be very, very good. Um, and then you've obviously with Adunze uh, uh, and McMillan, you have arguably the best wide receiver combo in the country. And if it's not, it's certainly right there. It's probably in the top five. A lot of people very bullish on Washington. And you know what? They should be bullish on Washington because, again, you got to seemingly have a good coach. You got a good young talent across the board. And Washington, I've always felt, was a place that you could win. I like what uh, Washington has done right there. Big fan of Kalen DeBoer and what he's done. So, again, there's another A. All right. Now, let's get to uh, Oregon State. Jonathan Smith. I remember Jonathan Smith when he played at Oregon State back in the late 90s. He was probably the quarterback of the best Oregon State team there. He was a undersized walk-on quarterback, but he was throwing to Chad Johnson, TJ Hushmanzada, I believe Ken Simonton out of the backfield, and they finished fifth in the nation with, with uh, Dennis Erickson, I believe, as the head coach. But um, Jonathan Smith's done a really good job there. Anytime you leave Oregon or lead Oregon State to a top 25 finish, you've done a good job. Now, a lot of people think they're going to take a little bit of a step back. I don't know, but I will say that I watched DJ Uyagalele at Clemson last year, and he certainly did not impress me. Um, now, I don't think DJ Uyagalele is playing to impress me, but be that as it may, I never came away thinking that, that was a really good quarterback, but again, uh, he was the top-rated high school quarterback in the nation coming out. Sometimes you just need a change of scenery. Maybe, just maybe, Jonathan Smith is the man to make that happen. Either way, Jonathan Smith, leader of men, good coach. Um, then at Washington State, I don't really know what to say about it other than the fact that uh, you got the uh, – the, um, uh, Rolovich out of there and you seemingly got a pretty good replacement – um, they did a good job last year. I think Washington State and Arizona are kind of the same boat, kind of uh, both pushing for uh, uh, a, uh, I almost said an NCAA tournament berth, a, uh, a bowl game. Uh, Cam Ward is probably a little bit better than Jaden Delora. Um, either way, they've done a good job there. I will give them a B at Washington State. So we got three A's and a B in the Pacific Northwest. All right, now let's go down. Let's make our way down the Bay Area then. Cal. Justin Wilcox, not great but solid. I uh, I like Justin Wilcox. I think he's done a uh, I think he's done a pretty good job at Cal. You got to remember too, when you're at Cal, this is a place that de generally doesn't care much about athletics. So it's always going to be a little difficult to win at a place like Cal. By the way, I'm going to write that down as a uh, uh, a note. Cal, yes, you um. But generally, they don't care a ton about athletics at Cal, so it's always going to be a tough place to win. But Justin Wilcox has done a nice job there. I think that uh, you know any any uh, any win loss that's around seven, you know seven five wins something like or seven to six to seven wins, I think is doing a good job at uh, excuse me at um, Oregon State or excuse me at uh, Cal, considering the lack of resources, all of that, and then at uh, Stanford. I don't know what to make of Troy Taylor, but I do know that he's recruiting very well to start out, and they needed to move on from David Shaw. 
I thought David Shaw was always a little overrated. I know that he had a nice little run there where they finished in the top 10 for like 38 straight years. I get all that. Um, but still not my cup of coffee. I don't like coaches that it's fourth and inches on the opponent's 40 and they punt it into the end zone each time. That to me is lame. I don't like that. So again, David Shaw, I think it was time to move on from him. Uh, that that uh, milk was a little sour and stale. But I, again, you bring in Tony Taylor or Troy Taylor, Tony Taylor, you bring in Troy Taylor. Um, he's recruiting well, got a nice little background. We'll see what he's able to do there. All right. Now we're going to get into the Pac-12 South. And again, I know there's no more Pac-12 South. I don't care. For my purposes, I'm still going to call it the Pac-12 South. But first, eBay Motors. All right. Now, many people have mistaken me for a mechanic over the years. I am not a mechanic. Um, and not only am I not a mechanic, I know nothing about cars. So I don't know where this uh, this image came from. But eBay Motors is here to stay. eBayMotors.com. The right parts, the right fit, the right prices. eBay guaranteed. Fit only available for U.S. customers. Again, check it out. eBay Motors. You will thank me later, my friend. eBay Motors. Again, coming from a non-mechanic to somebody that... Uh, probably knows more than me, cut out the middleman, go to eBay Motors. All right, we're going to continue our trip down the Pac-12 South coming up next. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now let's talk about the, uh, now again, the LA schools, they're bums, they're leaving, but we'll still break them down. Um, first, uh, Lincoln Riley, Besides a very presidential name right there, anybody named Lincoln Riley, I think, should be the sworn in as the 49th president of the United States with a cabinet already intact. But he's also moonlighting as the USC head football coach. Lincoln Riley is really, really good. Lincoln Riley is the best coach they've had there since, uh, uh, excuse me, um, uh, Pete Carroll. He's good. It would not surprise me if he wins a national championship some point at USC. I think USC is probably a little bit better job than Oklahoma. Um, it's going to be interesting watching them go to the Big Ten, but I think they're going to be fine. I mean, the guy, you look at his record, and he's essentially 77-3 and three in his uh, coaching career. So he's done a really good job. He's a really, really good coach. He's the epitome of an A-plus hire. As a matter of fact, I don't think a lot of people thought he was going to leave Oklahoma for SC. I know Oklahoma fans aren't thrilled about it because the guy they got uh, replaced him sucked in the first year. But we'll see what he can do in year two. But Lincoln Riley... A-plus name, A-plus game. Then you've also got, excuse me, you've also got then Chip Kelly, the chipper. Um, I uh, I like Chip Kelly. Um, I don't think that he's ever going to repeat what he did at Oregon, but I think he's a pretty good coach. I think at UCLA does a nice job. I don't know why he got rid of that old style of play because I thought that old style of play was perfect for him. I thought it was uh, gadget. I thought the gadgets and the gimmickry, gimmick, gimmickry. Um, I thought that all of those were able. I thought all of those were solid. Then, uh, but uh, and it looked like he was on his way out for a while. But he said not so fast, my friend, and decided that he would uh, come back to West or that he was going to come to Westwood or back. And he has their best year this past year. You're bringing in the number one quarterback recruit in the entire country. Dante Moore out of Michigan. Um, that's obviously a very, very nice little move right there. Dante Moore. But again, Chip Kelly, solid B for Chip Kelly right here. Solid, solid B. 
All right, now let's get to the mountain schools and the Arizona schools. All right, first and foremost, we have got to talk about the University of Colorado. Deion Sanders, I have no clue if he can coach, but Deion Sanders is an A-plus hire. You're a Colorado. Nobody cares about your product. The first thing you need to do is get people to care. You bring in Deion. Deion's probably one of the five to ten most uh, prominent football players in history. There are a lot of uh, – there are not many people that just can go by an initial or go by their first name, and people know exactly who they are. Dion is one of those guys. Um, and Dion obviously, is recruiting very, very well. Uh, we wish him a speedy recovery on whatever happened to his foot. But uh, Dion was an A-plus hire. You get 85,000 people to the spring game in Colorado. That is going to uh, that is going to be good for your overall product. Dion Sanders, good hire right there. Um, and I think that he's done a pretty good job recruiting as well. Like I said, a very good job recruiting. And I think he's shown a little bit of coaching chops. Again, when you go to Jackson State, a place that doesn't have a ton of history – and you do a pretty good job, um, you're going to get some interest. So, again, Dion, no clue. What the heck? Dion Sanders, no clue if he can actually coach or not, but um, good hire. Kyle Whittingham, the dean of the conference, in my opinion, the best coach in the conference. Um, Kyle Whittingham is one of the top ten coaches in all of college football. Um, sorry about that, uh, is one of the top 10 foot, uh, coaches in all of college football. He is very, very good at what he does. I think he's going to be a lifer at Utah. And what he also does that's incredibly impressive is he is able to recruit players that aren't considered high-level, high-caliber prospects. And guess what he does? He turns them into really good, high-caliber NFL prospects. If Kyle Whittingham wants you, you're most likely good. Um so there's that. He is an A hire. He is absolutely fantastic. Any coach in the country would be, or any school in the country would be lucky to have Kyle Whittingham. He is that good. Um, now, at the other, uh, now we're going to talk about the Arizona schools. All right. I think of the Arizona schools, you have to want to be there, first and foremost. You get a lot of these con men that come in here and say that it's their place they want to be, but they really don't want to be here. We see all through that. Just like with, um, let's just like with, uh, you know, uh, um, Rich Rodriguez. Yeah, we'll get to Rich Rod in a second. But like Herm Edwards, Herm the Worm. Herm seemed to be doing a really, really good job, but he was cheating through his teeth. He was recruiting during a pandemic. Guess what? You're not allowed to do recruit in person during a pandemic. He did that, so he is out. Herm Edwards is a fraud as a coach, and I don't know that he's necessarily the best dude in the world. Now you bring in Kenny Dillingham. I like Dilly. I think Dilly is a uh, – Dilly, first of all, he's only 32. But Dilly, the cool thing about Dilly is Dilly wants to be there. And Dilly, you know, a lot of people say that this is my dream job, this is my dream job, but they're full of crap. This is Kenny Dillingham's dream job right here. He wants to be at Arizona State University, and he has put in the work as such. I like Dilly. I think Dilly's a good coach. Hello. We're going to have to dump that water out. Um, the, uh, I think Dilly is a good coach. I like Dilly. Uh, we'll find out though, if he's good, if he's got the recruiting chops, but he also imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. He very much uh, follows Jed Fish's lead on many regards. And we are going to get to Jed Fish right here. 
All right, Jed Fish, I think, is a very, very good dark horse candidate for Coach of the Year in the conference. Jed Fish has done a lot of really, really good things. Again, we've talked about it ad nauseum. Jed Fish came in, and he said he would recruit. He said that he would put together a staff that could recruit, and he said that he would put together a lot of basically everything Jed Fish said um, and that they would build it up from the ground up. They've done all that. One win the first year, five wins the second year. I think you're hoping for seven or eight wins this coming year. As a matter of fact, I think you're going to get seven or eight wins. I am very bullish on Jed Fish. Um, and like I said, I can't sit here and be the guy saying, I told you so, all that nonsense, because I didn't tell you so. I thought Jed Fish was an absurd hire. Uh, it looked to me like a, a journeyman who uh, was not going to uh, was not going to pan out. Guess what Jed Fish did? Jed Fish said, screw you. I am going to pan out. Watch this. And Jed Fish did exactly that. Um, but I also think, too, that he is a pretty good value for coach of the year because think about it this way. If Arizona does, if Arizona wins eight games, seven, eight games, gets into a bowl, they're going to be, Jed Fish is going to be squarely in that discussion. What would that mean coming up next? Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats and making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. Now, as we have a fighter jet go over my head, um, let's talk a little bit about Jed Fish, though, and uh, where he is, uh, what a, a coach of the year would mean. First of all, you're going to have to pay to keep Jed Fish. Um, that's just the price of doing business. You do a good job, you're going to get paid more money, especially in the world of college football, because other college coaches will be out there looking or other ADs will be out there looking to hire these other coaches right there. Jed Fish has, has done a very good job. My question is this, though. Maybe Jed Fish thinks to himself that he can that he that he can win big at Arizona, that he can win, that not only can he win big, he can get the players that he needs. Look at this way. You've uh, you've got between a T-Mac. Between an Elijah rushing, you got two five-star kids to come to the University of Arizona. That does not happen at the University of Arizona. And again, that is a big tip of the cap to Jed Fish right there for what he's been able to do. Maybe he thinks that, you know, I can be the Lute Olson at this school. And this is with all due respect to uh, Dick Tomey. Dick Tomey did a very nice job in hindsight. Uh, the people, though, that say they weren't ready to move on from Dick Tomey, though, are lying. The thing they weren't ready for was John Makovic. But uh, when it comes to, uh, uh, excuse me, when it comes to, um, uh, excuse me, when it comes to uh, Jed Fish, though, like I said, done a really, really good job. He's reinvigorated the community. You got Elijah Rushing. You got T-Mac. Again, five-star players don't come to the University of Arizona. Jed Fish has gotten two of them in two years. So maybe he thinks that I can, you know, I can be this uh, Lute Olson type. Now, again, I don't want to sit here and say that uh, he's going to be Lute Olson because, again, Lute Olson is one of the 15 best coaches to ever watch walk a college basketball sideline. Um, and he's absolutely fantastic, or obviously one of the all-time, all-time greats. And we still don't know if Jet Fish can coach or not, but the indications are that he can coach and that he can recruit. And if you can do both of those, I'm not sure what else we're really looking for. Um, and maybe he's not looking for anything else as well. But it will be fascinating to see what Jed Fish can do because, again, I think Jed Fish has shown that uh, 
he's got some big time potential. Kids connect to him, players connect to him, and that is obviously a very good thing to have in your on your resume. Okay, so there's the case. Pac-12 coaches, we got to give it all to the. Uh, I like beating up on the Pac-12 administrators a lot, but we got to give them a lot of credit because the conference is loaded with really, really good coaches, and that is definitely kudos to the coaches out or to the administrators out there. So I say. Good job when it comes to that. All right. And like I said, I believe that Jed Fish is a very good dark horse or a dark fish to be your coach of the year in the conference. There's a lot to like about Jed Fish right there. All right. So there we got. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about the best players in the conference. Who are the best players in the conference? How many of those top five players in the conference are from the University of Arizona? That's going to be a little interesting to see how many of these people are from Arizona. We're going to talk about that on tomorrow's show. But as always, you guys have a great rest of your day. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. We'll be back with you tomorrow. As always, thanks for keeping it Locked On Wildcats. Back the A. We will be back with you tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day.